الله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسمس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس صدق الله العظيم This is the last surah of the Quran Sharif which generally every single person would know by heart somebody who just sometimes knows barely a few surahs of the Quran Sharif also he would know this surah and in terms of the background to the revelation of the surah of the Quran Sharif together with the surah before it, surah Falaq. Both these surahs were revealed when Allah's beloved Rasul <coughs> was afflicted with some sihad, what we term as jadu, some black magic. So like a person can get sick he can have a flu, he can have some other medical problems and that can affect him. But that is purely a means. <laughs> Nothing in itself has any power. But the system Allah has placed in dunya is the system of cause and effect. That's the nizam, the system of Allah. When Allah wishes then Allah Ta'ala will even display something against the normal system of that cause and effect. Fire is a cause, its effect is it burns. So any person who says, well, I got full yaqeen and therefore it doesn't matter, I'll put my hand in the fire. And if he gets burnt and if he burns to death, he'll be guilty of suicide. Because Allah Ta'ala has made this the system of cause and effect, the fire will burn. And Allah Ta'ala wished, then he took that effect of burning out for Ibrahim But otherwise, the general system is that this is how it will work. So likewise, a person on a cold winter's day, freezing cold, and he insists on having some iced cold drink. So now, that if has an effect, that have, will have an effect on him, it will make him sick. That's a system, this dunya, Allah Ta'ala has made it the system. So likewise, this sihar, this jadu, is part of the means of dunya. It's a haram means, but if somebody employs it in the normal, natural cause of events in this dunya, it will have a certain effect. It will bring about a certain effect on the person's health. Allah's Nabi was also afflicted with this for some short period of time. And the effect of this was that sometimes it would occur to his mind that he has already done something, some particular work, 
whereas that work had not yet been done. But it did not affect anything in terms of his work of deen, because that was divinely protected. His mission in terms of nubuat was divinely protected. Nothing could come in between that. But in terms of mundane things, worldly things, day-to-day things, this would happen sometimes. Until finally, it's a lengthy detail, but just to get to the crux of it, Allah Ta'ala, by means of two angels, explained to Rasulullah that where is this jadu all placed in the depth of one well, on some hair, 11 knots were tied. In any case, Nabi Sallallahu had that removed and these 11 ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that were revealed, Surah Talaq and Surah Nas, both these surahs put together. And as Nabi Sallallahu went about reciting one ayat at a time, and each of these knots were unopened, or rather opened out, and this entire effect then was undone. So in any case, this was the occasion when this surah of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed. So though this is not our topic, but nevertheless, this is one of the very effective remedies for these kind of issues. That a person excessively recites Surah Falaq and Surah Nas. And together with this is Dua, excessively making Dua. While Nabi Islam was afflicted with this, it comes in the Hadith Sharif, that Dua Fada'a. The hadith of Bukhari Sharif, it comes that he made dua and he went on making dua. Who's making dua? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And how many times? That is coming out of this expression, dua fada'a. That he made dua and continued making dua. And we make dua one time and then we turn around to see has it already come. So our dua, number one, to start off with, how much of our heart is in that dua? How genuine is that dua? In the Hadith Sharif, it comes that Inna Allah la yaqbalu dua qalbin lahin. Allah Taala does not accept the dua of an inattentive heart. The tongue is saying something, but the heart is somewhere else. Allah Taala doesn't listen to the dua of an inattentive heart. So to start off with, how attentive our heart was, and then how much dua did we make? So in any case, that is something very important that to make excessive dua. And sadaqah, in the hadith we have been encouraged to make ilad with sadaqah. And then whatever other permissible means a person undertakes, that is in its place. But the real remedy is that which Allah Ta'ala has Himself given us in the Quran Sharif and what the peace last one has taught. So in any case, coming to the surah of the Quran Sharif itself, surah Nas, Allah Ta'ala says, Qul nas, malikin nas, ilahin nas. That say, I seek the protection of the Rabb of man, mankind. The Rabb, the sustainer, the nurturer, the nourisher, that being who gave existence to this insan and nurtured him from that moment till his completion and finality. So Allah Ta'ala is Rabb. So I'm seeking the protection of Rabbin Nas, Malikin Nas. The Lord of people, Ilahin Nas, the deity of people, there is none worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. So seeking this from what? Seeking the help of Allah Ta'ala, 
seeking his protection, seeking that special mercy and protection from Allah Ta'ala from what? Further Allah Ta'ala says, Min sharril waswasil khannas From the evil of that waswas, the whisperer. This is referring to shaitan. This is shaitan's full-time job of whispering evil in the hearts of people. One type of whisper would be sometimes he would whisper doubts regarding even a person's faith and belief. Once some sahaba came to Rasulullah and they inquired that there are sometimes some thoughts that come in our mind that to bring it on our tongue is so unimaginable it's just not possible it's better that I rather be burned to ash like a coal burned down to like a coal than bring it to my tongue I can't bring it on my tongue that is something I can tolerate not this in other words doubts regarding iman itself sometimes doubts regarding the akhirat doubts meaning this whisper only the person has entertained something not that but this thought that flashes through the mind sometimes. So this is from the whisper of shaitan. Nabi Islam asked him, indeed, is this what you experience? So he said, yes. He said, Zaka sarihul iman. That is iman through and through. That is a sign of iman. Because a thief only goes where there's some wealth. And this thief of shaitan won't whisper in some disbeliever's heart. It was in the heart of a mu'min only. So this is one level. The thing is to totally ignore it. Unfortunately, many people start getting caught up in this thought and start becoming engrossed in it. That is the biggest harm that a person does to himself to entertain the thought, to get engrossed in it. It must be dismissed there and there. Just ignore it. Recite ta'awuz, a'awuz billahi min shaitan rajim and turn the heart to something else, turn it to Allah Ta'ala. <coughs> so that is the one type of waswasa that comes. Then the waswasa comes sometimes with regards to committing sin. Keep putting some doubt. Keep putting some whispers. Commit this wrong, do that, go here. And shaitan on the slightest pretext will use some that a person sees, something that he hears, something that he may read, something that he might just find himself in some situation, Shaitan will use anything to make the waswasa come in his heart. One person, came to Mufti Ibrahim Sahib, some time back, and he explained his condition, sees that there was a time in his life when he couldn't even dream or think ever possible that he would ever have even the inclination towards alcohol or whatever. As it happened that he was very attached to sports. And that was something that he couldn't do without. So one day he was watching some sports on television. Whatever that spot was, there was something happening somewhere, so he was glued. And now, as it happens now, during some ad break, 
Now this ad came up in which this some alcohol, some whatever was being advertised. So now obviously it's not going to be advertised in a way that a person just, well, it's like some facts given to him. The whole purpose of that advertising is to entice the person. That is shaitan working overtime. That whole object of it is to entice the person, the person who has no inclination also to create that inclination here. He says he's sitting and watching this, and now that whole thing is being presented in that manner. It's a boiling hot day, and this thing is ice cold, and then being presented by that scantily clad woman, and it's like as if this is the solution to every problem. So now he's sitting and watching this, and that thing is playing, and then it came and went. But after a while, he finished watch, whatever he needed to watch. But this is now rewinding in his mind. Mm. Every now and again, it's rewinding in his mind. He happened to be passing somewhere, by some place where this was being sold. He said, what's the harm in just trying it once? Wow. What's the harm? Because this is rewinding in his mind. So he says, what's the harm in just trying it once? So he eventually went and he tried it once. Mm. And then he sat there saying that today I'm a total addict. Mm. I've lost everything. I'm a total addict. From where? From watching. Shaitan used that for that waswasa. To whisper this. And how all these other things also all conspire along all Shaitan's handiwork. Sometimes these things seem very innocent. One is somebody is just kicking around in his backyard somewhere, that's one thing, provided it doesn't infringe on the laws of deen in some way. But where this professional sport and all these things drag a person now, he's watching, now he's getting caught in the television, and now his whole day and night is going in that same, his mind is stuck in that, and his salah is also stuck in that, and in his sajda also he's in the same thing. So, is this not the handiwork of shaitan? That a person's salah, his sajda also is gone on the sports field, kicking the ball around or watching what's going or thinking who's doing what. So is this not the handiwork of shaitan? But together with that now, now the person has to be glued to the screen and then from one thing to another and that leads a person to become an addict. Then his whole life is upside down, his marriage is gone, his business is gone, and everything is gone, his izzat is gone, the whole izzat of his family is gone, everything down the drain, but where is Salud from? So this is that whisper of shaitan. This is how shaitan will keep, that is his job, he's got no other job. He doesn't have any supermarket to run. He's got no uh, cash and carry to look after. Neither has got any farm to look after. His entire day and night concern is only how to mislead insan. That's his effort. And it starts off with this whisper. Allah Ta'ala is saying that this is something that you should now be concerned about and seek Allah Ta'ala's protection. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَاهِ النَّاسِ The ajeeb thing is that before this is Surah Falaq, and in Surah Falaq, there's one attribute of Allah Ta'ala. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ That I seek the protection of the Rabb of the breaking dawn. And in this, 
is some kind of hope that is being given to a person that when the dawn breaks, the darkness all disappears. So when a person is sometimes afflicted by these kind of things, everything seems so bleak, so dark, so despondent, so hopeless. So he's being given this direction that take what Allah Ta'ala has given and this darkness will break. The light will come, the dawn will come, and the day will come also. So but then after that, min sharri ma khalaq, wa min sharri ghasiqin idha waqab, wa min sharri nafatati fil uqad, wa min sharri hasidin idha hasad. From all the sharr of the makhluk, just the cuts of it, the difficulties and the hardships that come upon a person in dunya. From the hasid, from the jealous one, from those who are now getting up to all these kind of evils and so on. But all this harm is generally what is restricted and confined to dunya. Person becomes caught up in difficulties, hardships, but that's where it's confined to dunya. And in Surah Nas, in Sharril Waswas, seeking protection from Waswas, that whisperer who destroys not only dunya, even a person's akhirat. Now, when it came to the Shar of Makhluk, the evil of the creation, and the harm of which is confined to dunya, only one attribute of Allah. I seek protection with the rub of the dawn from all these things. And here from the waswas, three things. The rub of people. Malikin nas. The king of all kings and people. Ilahin nas. The deity of all three times, three things. And then min sharril waswasil khannas. This is such a dangerous enemy. In the hadith it comes, in the shaitan ayajri fi ahadikum majrad dam. Shaitan runs in your body like how blood runs in your veins. So now how does a person gain protection from such an enemy? That he can't see the enemy and that enemy runs in his body like how blood runs in his veins. So this is the protection. Seeking the help of Allah Ta'ala, turning to Allah Ta'ala. وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Allah says, if a shaitan tries to waylay you, then first then seek the protection of Allah Ta'ala. This is the protection, the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. And turning to Allah Ta'ala, when that te- whisper comes, when that temptation is being put into the heart, to turn immediately to Allah Ta'ala, that, Ya Allah, I am very weak, and this shaitan is whispering all these evils in my heart, Ya Allah, I'm seeking your protection, seeking your help, seeking your assistance in this matter. And when you will sincerely turn to Allah Ta'ala, then in the same breath, in the same verse Allah Ta'ala says, Min sharril waswasil khannas. That this waswas, the shaitan, is also khannas. What does this word khannas mean? One meaning is that he flees. That's a meaning, but one meaning of, or the explanation of this is that he whispers something in the heart of the person, gets him caught up in that action, and then disappears. He doesn't remain there while he's getting involved in the haram and the sin. As if shaitan is, so to say, absolving himself of that crime. I didn't do anything. 
And this is what on the day of Qiyamah, when people will start cursing Shaitan, Shaitan will reply to them also. And all that I did, Da'utukum, I only called you. Fastajabtum. And you responded. All I did was invited you. I didn't do anything. I didn't grab you by your hand and pull you. All I did was I called. You answered the call. You responded. Now don't rebuke me. Rebuke yourself. Today I can't help you. You can't help me. Don't, don't waste your time rebuking me. Blame yourself. So, shaitan flees, runs away. But the other explanation of this is, which is the preferred explanation is, that this is shaitan's nature, that despite the fact that he has this ability to come and whisper in the heart of the person, but such a terrible enemy, such a dangerous enemy, yet Allah Ta'ala has given insan such a potent weapon, such an effective defense that the slightest dhikr of Allah Ta'ala and khannas, shaitan retreats, not khanis, khannas, he retreats far away, he can't bear to be anywhere near. He is dispelled with the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala to such an extent that he cannot stay anywhere near. He disappears very far, retreats. So on the one side is waswas, but the person who turns to Allah Ta'ala, then shaitan becomes khannas, just retreats and runs away. He cannot stay there. He'll find another opportunity, he'll come back. The person has become ghafil. The person has become heedless of Allah Ta'ala. But as soon as he starts turning to Allah Ta'ala, shaitan can't remain there. So this is the issue to repeatedly turn to Allah Ta'ala. And beg Allah Ta'ala's help. And to keep the heart occupied in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And this zikr at that time is not just some lip service. It must come from the depth of the heart. Like imagine somebody, Allah forbid, that there is an enemy, somebody has now just put a gun on his head hijacking him or just holding him up or whatever Allah Ta'ala protect and save everyone. Now at that time, he can't even shout because if he tries to say something too, maybe the trigger will be pulled. So now it's only from his heart. And who is going to call to from his heart? From his heart, he can't call anybody else around him. Nobody else can hear the, what's in the heart. In the heart, he'll only call to Allah Ta'ala. But how will he call at that time? Like in a half-hearted manner, at that time, he'll be totally oblivious of everything around him. His heart will be so absorbed in that call to Allah. It'll come from the very depth of his heart. So that person who has put that gun on his head, at the most, he can destroy his dunya. But shaitan is out there to destroy a person's akhirat also. So with what depth of the heart, from what depth of the heart this call should come to Allah Ta'ala, when shaitan is trying to hijack him, when shaitan is trying to hold him up from all whatever he has been acquiring and gathering, so to turn to Allah Ta'ala, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغُنُ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Then a person seeks the help of Allah Ta'ala. And when he turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's help comes to him. So this is the, one is the waswasa that comes regarding iman. So that is a person totally ignores it. He says, Amantu billahi wa and brings his heart away from there, turns to Allah Ta'ala and forgets about this thing. Don't even pay any attention to it. 
The more person pays attention to it, the more it will come. When he ignores it, it's gone. And in terms of these temptations, these waswasas towards sin, towards guna, this too is the same thing that the person turns to Allah Ta'ala. Together with that, dua, to beg Allah Ta'ala, beg his help. Then sometimes this waswasa comes in a different form. It comes in the form of doubts that a person has regarding, for example, his taharat, his salah. This too is a trap of shaitan to make a person frustrated. And when he gets frustrated, the shaitan's plan is then he will give up amal. This is a strategy. A person making wuzu, sometimes some people get caught up in this. Now the person keeps getting doubts now. Did I wash my hand properly? Did I wash my face properly? Now he made wuzu and he came now he's back to repeat it because he's not sure. Or now he's going on and on washing while that wuzu is taking place. It's taking him half an hour to make the wuzu. So now one day, two days, one month, finally he says this is too difficult. Now he starts just missing his salah already. And this is not just some hypothetical thing. These are real cases. Once says he made wudu, after having made wudu, he woke up, took a few steps, and this thought, this doubt came in his mind that I don't know if I washed my right elbow completely. The thought came that, well, why, why sit with this doubt? Clear the doubt, simply go and wash it. So he went and he washed his hand again, washed the right elbow. And as he woke up and took a few steps again, and as he's walking, now the doubt came that I don't know if the left elbow got washed. So again he thought, well, why have this doubt? This will keep turning in the mind and keep irritating. It's going to clear the doubt. So he went and he washed the left elbow. Now when he woke up and came again, as he's walking again, now the doubt is coming that, did I wash my feet, the ankle, did I wash the ankle properly? When that third doubt came, he stopped and said, the cha is you. <laughs> It's you, he's talking to the shaitan. He says, it's you. Well, listen to me carefully today. Today, if I didn't make my wuzu correctly also, I'll make my salah without wuzu today. <laughs> now, it is not that he didn't make his wuzu. It's not that the wuzu wasn't complete. But this baseless doubt, this baseless doubt, this was the ilaj, this was the remedy. So now he dismissed it with this, and he went and started his salah, and he completed it, and he says, that was the last time that I had this kind of doubt. But he says, had I given in to that that day, this would have become a daily occurrence. And this is that ilaj. Once, once Sahabi came to Rasulullah and he explained that in my salah, I keep getting doubts about whether my wudu has broken. Now, this was a continuous thing and he was now becoming frustrated with this because now he's in the doubt now. Should he go in now, repeat his wuzu and come again or is it still not broken? Can he carry on? So Nabi Islam said to him that if you don't perceive any odor or don't hear any sound, continue your salah. Now whereas, if a person breaks wind, his wuzu breaks, it's not necessary that one of these two things will always happen. But the wuzu will break and this is another lesson in this. One person who was reading some hadith kitab on his own, some translation, and he came across this. 
and for years he was practicing on this where he was 100% sure so that his wuzu has broken but he says well I didn't perceive anything so carry on he says all these always they just keep telling us big big stories there's a clear cut here whereas this was a large for a person who was being plagued with these doubts our person says but why should follow all these people do your own thing there's a clear cut read for yourself and do what you can understand for yourself now this was his understanding how many namazes of his was all completely broken already the salah never got done and he's carrying on this is the the problem of self-study and a person thinking that he can be independent of the people of knowledge he can do his own thing that own thing leads to this kind of destruction what's the need what's, why should he be following Imam Abu Hanifa and Imam Shafi and Imam Malik and Imam Ahmed Humble what's the need for all this you've got the resources to yourself you don't even have to open the book now you only press a button press the button and everything is at your disposal so read it for yourself and practice on yourself but this is the end result now he's reading this but he doesn't realize that what is the occasion and where was this said to who it was said what is its application and how is he going to reconcile with this and all those ahadis that state what what breaks the wudu <coughs> so now all the imams of fiqh all unanimous on the basis of these ahadis a person who breaks when his wudu has broken irrespective of whatever was perceived or not and here this person is practicing on his own thing so what destruction it leads to a person's deen so in any case this was ilaj to dismiss this otherwise this becomes something that overwhelms a person then he is caught in this trap and his whole life becomes miserable because he's all the time in this frustration so to ignore these wahams the thing to do at that time is that a person now in wudu he's washed his hand three times he knows he's washed it properly three times and the doubt is still coming that did I wash it right or not so I washed it three times I'm not gonna wash it four times it is israf to wash it four times and that is a sin yes if he is certain that something is left dry then he gonna wash it but that baseless doubt then the only way to overcome this is to go against that thought to contradict it the thought is now that something got left maybe he got left just rather rewash it so don't rewash because I washed it three times that is one of the requirement <clears throat> so in any case this is what this waswasa is all about shaitan in these various ways with these wasawis with these whispers tries to waylay a person tries to destroy his salah tries to destroy his deen his akhirat his dunya also so Allah Ta'ala is giving us the prescription the term to Allah Ta'ala قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَاهِ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ Who whispers in the hearts of people. And who is this? مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ That this waswas, this whisperer, who is from jinn and from humankind as well. That sometimes, even insan become the agents of shaitan. And they tempt a person, invite a person, incite a person towards haram. Don't worry, come along, what you worry now? Life is for living. Can't be such a dry person. So now with all these kind of comments, they drive a person towards haram. 
So this Allah Ta'ala is forewarning us that seek Allah Ta'ala's protection at that time. When somebody is encouraging towards sin, he's not a friend. He's an agent of shaitan. Allah Ta'ala is saying seek protection from him. He's not your friend. If he is still regarding himself as your friend, then he's a very ignorant friend. And as Ali radiallahu anhu said, that an intelligent enemy is better than an ignorant friend and a foolish friend. Because a foolish friend will go out to help you in a way that he'll destroy you. He'll think he's helping you, but he will be doing something to destroy you, thinking he's doing a good to you. That fellow is more dangerous because you will be quite relaxed in the company of that friend. And your enemy, you know it's an enemy, you will be alert. So therefore that enemy is better than this friend because you will still be safe from his harm because you're alert. And here you're thinking, this is somebody who is going to help me. He's out to destroy you, though he doesn't know it himself. Allah Ta'ala is saying, seek protection from him. Min al-jinnati, one nas, from the jinn and from insan. So the lesson in this is, the very crucial aspect was, that to the extent that the heart is engaged in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, to that extent the person will be safe from these wasawis, from these whisperings. And to the extent that that heart is in ghaflat, in heedlessness, to that extent this becomes the open field for shaitan. And it starts off from the heart, this whisper comes, and then one thing to the other. Like that incident we discussed, this person just saw that one time on the television, and then this carried on rewinding in his mind, and from that one time seeing it only, led to addiction. So we should be very, very careful about this. The media and all these other things that are around us, all these devices and whatever comes flashing past all these things. We have to be very, very careful about all this and be keeping our hearts engaged in the remembrance of Allah wa ta'ala, engaging in istighfar, in tawbah, and this way keeping the heart alive and keeping it free from the attacks of shaitan. Allah ta'ala grant us all this alhamdulillah.
world, Ya Allah, remove the oppression from them, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are suffering poverty, Ya Allah, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are without clothing, give them clothing to wear, Ya Allah. Those who are without shelters, give them shelters to live in, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the suffering of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, we're acknowledging all this is due to our evil deeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, give the entire Ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from those amal that bring down your wrath and adab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with glory, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make them, Ya Allah, give them the highest stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Make their complete Makhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us with Iman and Kamil, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannah to offer those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the true love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, grant us the love of his Mubarak way of life, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the way of Yahud and Nasara from our lives, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to live the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, grant us the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with compassion, with mercy, with kindness, with love. Allah, remove anger, jealousy, pride, arrogance, and all the evils of the heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us true flag bearers of Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, wherever we are, within our families, in our businesses, in our homes, out on the street, Ya Allah, wherever we are, let us be the true flag bearers of the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Let us always be displaying the akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, bless us with the highest character, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in financial problems, remove their financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib rizq to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, all those who are... Ya Allah, in hospitals, Ya Allah, who are ill, Ya Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring them back home with sihat and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, fulfill all their needs of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what's in the heart of each person that is here, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill the cry of each person's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each each one's vice and Ya Allah, guys needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله